0: Hi, this is Joel Gomez with the Student Services Leadership Team, and I'm here with Keith and... I'm Mary Alice Bird from Loyola University, Chicago. And she is the special guest for today. Now, we're going to just be asking her some questions about Loyola. So, what leads most students to choose this college?
1: For sure. So, I think when... Loyola initially pops up on people's radar. It's because they like the idea of going to school in Chicago, Um, particularly for Stagg students. I think to live like so close to the city for your whole life, but to like not quite be there yet. Um, Loyola is super attractive because it's like, okay, it's time for me to live in the city of Chicago, to take the L, to like do all the things. Um, But then when students like ultimately pick Loyola, um, we are really unique for a city school because we have like a real campus in the city. Like when you're walking from class to class, You're not dodging buses and crossing streets and like all that sort of stuff. We're right along the lakefront. Um, So I think a student that ultimately enrolls at Loyola, it's because they want that traditional feeling campus while still having a lot of the benefits um, in the city of Chicago, like public transportation, internships, fun things to do on the weekend and stuff like that.
0: What are your opinions on students who take community college first rather than going immediately into a four-year college? We love those students at Loyola. Yeah. So what is great and what I say in like every
1: presentation that I give about Loyola is that if you transfer in coming from Moraine or somewhere else or if you come right from high school when you walk across that stage of graduation four years later, whether you did four full years at Loyola or you did the two years at Moraine and then came to Loyola, like both of those students have the exact same degree. It's just one of them like spent some time at a community college before coming to campus. Um, what's helpful I think about Loyola is that we have transfer admission counselors so like a mayor of myself equivalent that works specifically with transfer students and they visit to use Moraine as an example like every single month so if you decided to go to Moraine you could literally meet with a Loyola person like every single semester to make sure you're on track and all your classes are going to transfer and that you can still come to Loyola and graduate in four years so you know most of the students I would say from Stag like come right to us as seniors in high school but plenty of students will do a year or two at Moraine before coming to Loyola. And that's a totally great
0: opportunity for students, too. Okay. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's what a lot of people have planned to kind of mm-hmm. do. Because they're kind of, you know, a little bit unsure of, you know, 100% what they want to do. For
1: sure. And so those students, they can, like, apply. as Some students will say, you know, I'm really torn. Like, am I going to start at Moraine or am I going to go right to Loyola right away? So I always tell that type of student, like, apply for admission as a senior. See what kind of, like, scholarship you receive and financial aid. Like, I think that can help as students kind of figure out their four-year path. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, like, never feel, like bad about calling me and saying like, I decided to go to Marine for two years. Like if you tell me that I'm going to get excited for you and I'm going to connect you to that transfer counselor so you can like start to build that relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's like a perfectly fantastic path for students to take and a great way to save money um, and kind of figure out what you might want to do if you're not ready to commit to a major or something like that right away sounds like you really
0: enjoy your job
1: I love it um, <laughs> I think my enthusiasm comes through yeah, pretty clearly it does. I can um, tell. but Loyola it's just it's an awesome school um, I didn't go to Loyola for undergrad and so when I first started working there I kind of was like well, how is this gonna work like mm-hmm. you know um talking about this other university but very quickly after chatting with students I um, just kind of fell in love with the place and I ended up going to grad school at Loyola so I am a proud alum now as well okay
0: What qualities do you look for in students?
1: I think we like to see a student that is, like, academically focused, but also, like, intellectually curious is what I would say. And so what I mean by that is, like, You don't have to come into Loyola right away and say, like, I have this eight-year plan of exactly what I want to do. Um, It's okay to come in undecided. Almost 50% of Loyola students come in and aren't really sure what they want to study. They might switch their major a few times, Mm -hmm. and it's really easy to do that on campus. Um, But Loyola is a Jesuit school, and so Jesuits are an order um, within the Catholic Church of priests who are really focused on the idea of a well-rounded education. And so Loyola has a really strong core curriculum of classes that we require students to take and so usually when a student comes to Loyola and is like the most successful they might say like yeah I really love history but you know what I'm excited to take a math class and a fine arts class and a theology class so we want that student that's like open to exploring Mm -hmm. all the different areas of campus because they're going to have to do that in the core curriculum um so why not do it with like a little excitement you know in them um and then the last thing i would say is like loyola is a campus of like doers like kind of like you know you today like i'm gonna interview some random lady for a podcast like loyola is just full of students that are you know starting new organizations like getting that making sure their clubs have like tons of different activities that students are doing um all of the fun and amazing like outside the classroom experiences those don't happen because people like me are making them happen it happens because the students Like take ownership and leadership. And so we love to see on students like applications when they um, include their resume of activities that they're involved in in high school. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I look through those and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this person's going to love Loyola and they're going to join all the clubs here just like they did in
0: high school. Mm -hmm. So. So you don't have to have this real solid set plan. You can kind of come in. You could have no idea what you want to do and and you'll kinda, you know, guide guide them through the process, right? We will definitely guide you through the process. And so, you know, today at Stag, I'm gonna talk to a whole bunch of
1: people that are interested in Loyola and it's a great part of it. Some of them are gonna have an idea of what they wanna study, some of them aren't. Um, Loyola offers 80 different majors. So we are a school where you can feel pretty confident if you come in undecided that if you get to campus and decide like business is the place for you or education or you wanna try out engineering. Like we have all of those programs. So I think that makes coming to Loyola as an undecided student a little bit easier um, because you know that, you know, when you land on what you want to study, chances are we have it on campus. And so I think that gives students a lot of reassurance.
0: Okay. What is uh,
1: one of the most common courses that students take? I would say almost every single incoming student will take um, an introduction to college writing class unless they have AP credit um, and have a four or five on the AP test. um, Then they're not required to take that class. Um, But Loyola has like a pretty writing intensive curriculum. And so that class is a way to kind of like get everyone up to speed to make sure that they are strong writers as they start in their Loyola career.
0: Okay are the classes more discussion-based or are they more lecture-based? For... It's
1: a little bit of both. So I think our average, or I know our average freshman class size right now is 26 students. So we do have some bigger classes, some smaller classes. If you're in like a beginning biology class, you might have 90 students in that classroom. So the professor is going to have a discussion session and probably um, take a lot of time during class to ask questions and things. Um, but that class isn't going to be as discussion-based as right. like the English class that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, those are capped at 20 students I think so those are super discussion based you really get to know your professor Mm -hmm. um so you have kind of a mix of like bigger classes smaller classes but they all boil down to that 26 person average a lot of high school kids when they visit or students when they visit Loyola they'll say you know I saw a classroom on my tour and it looked just like my high school you know class Mm -hmm. which is a good thing like that allows the discussion to happen and for people to know your
0: name and all that important stuff Yeah, I I like uh, discussion-based classes more. Because it's more like, everybody, you can kind of get, like, if you're in a lecture-based class, you might not even, there will be people that you'd never even speak to, because you're just listening. When you're discussing, you can kind of... Everybody could put their heads together. Totally. And I think in a discussion based class it's it's easier to like get to know your
1: teacher or professor in a more personal way. Mm-hmm. In a lecture class, if you're like in that tenth row and you're like, Oh my gosh, this person's so far away and they're mm-hmm. so smart, like that can seem intimidating. Right. And so I think even in lecture based classes, Loyola professors will say, like, I want all of you to come and visit me in office hours or I want you to, mm-hmm. you know, stop by class a little earlier, stay a little late to introduce mm-hmm. yourself. So they try to even make those big classes feel a little bit smaller, which right. I appreciate.
0: I know what you mean. Like if you're up way up there and the, the professor is down there, you're like it's kind of like like a disconnection. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we want to like make not bring always. that
1: connection together if we can.
0: Right. <laughs> Probably not always like that. Not but always. Occasionally, but it can it be could how be. you feel right. for sure. Mm -hmm. What are some extracurricular activities that are available at Loyola? We have a little bit of everything.
1: So right now we're able to say that we have 300 different student organizations, which blows my mind. I'm like everything from the cooking club to, you know, the club ultimate frisbee team um, to the, um, they call them the pack. It's like the group of students that are the like hardcore Loyola um, athletic supporters that like get to the games early and paint their faces and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of have a little bit of everything for students on campus. Um, Lots of community service options we have Greek life. Um, So kind of like just about anything you might be looking for, we're going to hopefully have a spot for you on campus.
0: Okay, so that's three hundred different things. Can so you that's, imagine? So
1: anybody could go to Loyola. Then there's Are something for everybody. There's something for everyone, and like, if you, it is true that in previous years, so I do a lot of our like emails for the office and our publications, and before this year, we always said we have two hundred and fifty student organizations, mm-hmm. and then the um, student activities and Greek affairs office said like, nope, we're up to three hundred now. So that means like fifty student clubs have been formed in the last few years which is music to my ears that you Mm -hmm. know when i say like yeah if you don't find it on campus you can start it yourself Mm -hmm. um it's affirming that that's actually happening that it's not just like something that we say on tours that students aren't actually taking advantage
0: of Mm -hmm. so you can go and you know jump into a pre-existing class or you could you know you could create your own sort of organization. Exactly. And
1: if you start your own, you do have to like meet with the um, ac- right. student activities there's people. A so they can make sure that like, oh, this sounds a lot like this club that we already have. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of people to kind of like help um, guide and support you as you put together your student organization.
0: Okay. Is it easy to change your major? Because I know some people kind of, they might have this idea and they start, you know, pursuing that and then they end up not liking it. Definitely. So um,
1: what we say at Loyola is it is easy to change your major. We have like the core curriculum. And so that's that set of classes that every single student on campus needs to take. Mm -hmm. So if you're undecided, you're usually kind of like focusing on the core curriculum during freshman year. um, And then when you eventually land on a major, like you would have needed to take those classes at some point anyway. Mm -hmm. So you're not behind or anything like that. Um, The academic advisors on campus do a really nice job of talking to undecided. Students and really saying like, um are you all over the place? Like, are you thinking about all 80 majors or Mm. are you really thinking about three or four? And usually it's like, you're thinking about three or four. Mm. So then they can make sure that you're taking classes that allow you to like sample those different options that are out there. Um, And I think that's uh, really helpful. So it is easy to switch your major. The only major that can be challenging to switch into would be um, engineering because it's like very sequential and STEM based. So if you're thinking about engineering, we say like start in that freshman year, you can always leave it, um, but it's better to kind of start in that right away. And then the nursing program doesn't accept transfer students. So if you're thinking about nursing, you definitely need to start in that right away. Mm -hmm. But for any of our other majors, like you can switch into them and you can even switch into engineering. You just have to go to probably take summer classes to like catch up.
0: Okay. How many hours of class do students usually have each week? Do you know that? Um, So most of our first year students are taking like 15 or 16
1: credit hours. And so that means they're taking five classes that usually meet either two days a week for an hour and a half or three days a week for 50 minutes. And then every first year student is required to take this um, one credit Loyola seminar that's taught by their academic advisor. So that just meets once a week for an hour. So that's what brings them from like the 15 to the 16 Mm -hmm. usually. Um, So you might have a class schedule where like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you have a nine o'clock class, a 10 o'clock class, and then maybe a break until one o'clock. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, maybe you let yourself sleep in and you have class from like... 11 to 12:15 and then 2 to 3:15. So okay. that's the biggest difference I would say between high school and college is you have you're in a classroom fewer hours than you are in high school, right. but you have so much more work and reading and things to right. keep up on outside of the classroom. So it's really important to become like a good time manager during your right. freshman year. I think that's that like key freshman transition um kind of pressure point mm-hmm. is students are like I have all this free time like I'm going to play video mm-hmm. games and it's like no, right. you know, go to the library join organizations, hang out with your friends, get into Mm -hmm. the city. So you want to use your time wisely.
0: Right. And, you know, as, you know, as people, we do have a lot of freedom, which means we do have a lot of time to work with. And uh, I just want to say just to everybody who may be listening to this, that if you use your time wisely, you're going to set yourself up for bigger, better things that are going to really benefit you aside from just doing the things you want to do. What my father always told me when I was younger is that you have to do the things that you have to do before you do the things that you want to do right
1: your father is a very wise man i would echo i wish i could say it that's <laughs> a we can print that on t-shirts and yeah, hand them out to all like the law freshmen <laughs> yeah
0: cuz it's very true and if you do the things you want to do before you do the things you have to do you might lose track and you know you'll forget or something'll happen so always just you know Take out those things that you have to do first. Definitely. Very
1: and in college, it's easy to focus on, like, I'm moving to a new city. I get to live <coughs> on campus, maybe. I'm joining all these clubs. But, like, the reason why you're going to college is in four years to have a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. so you can get a great job or go mm-hmm. to grad school and start your career. Right. So, it's really important not to take your eye off of that prize. That the right. reason why you're coming to Loyola is to get a really fantastic education. You're going to do all these other amazing things too. But if you're not, like, focusing mm-hmm. on your education, you know, it might be hard to continue each semester and you know earn that degree at the end
0: yeah it sounds like a great uh, great college it I does. hope
1: you come and visit you should come and check it out
0: <laughs> yeah um, how much of an impact do SAT and ACT scores, like all the standardized tests, how much of an impact does that have on uh, admission, uh, admission?
1: For sure. So it does have an impact. So at Loyola, we do require students to submit ACT or SAT, um, and we use that. Like I personally am the human that's going to read every application from STAG. So I'm not only looking at your ACT or SAT, um, but it's one of the many parts of your application that we're mm-hmm. considering. And so we recognize that the SAT or the ACT, it's just kind of showing us how well you performed on that test that one day Mm -hmm. um so we're not it's not like a total and complete deal breaker um but it's something that we're reviewing like in the context of your transcript and your classes and your rec letters and essay and all that sort of stuff um but uh for some programs test scores are Like more important than others. So for the nursing program, like you have to complete another standardized test to be a nurse at the end. So we are going to be a little bit more um, kind of selective uh, Mm -hmm. SAT and ACT wise with those applicants. Um, The engineering program, we're looking to make sure that you're going to be a strong student in our math classes. And so Mm -hmm. we're looking really closely at your math subscores. So for some of them, we're looking a little bit deeper at your test score than we are for other majors. Um, But it's definitely like it's one of the many factors that we consider Okay. Um, Are there any study abroad programs available? There are tons of study abroad programs. So the statistic that is my favorite to share is that one in three Loyola students will study abroad before they graduate. So like a third of our student population. And Loyola has an amazing reputation for STEM majors. So students Mm -hmm. that are nursing and biology and engineering and computer science. And um, at some universities, it can be hard to travel abroad if you're a STEM major. And I love that at Loyola, we still have students studying abroad, even if they're in these very focused STEM programs. Um, So Loyola has its own campus in Rome, Italy. It's like a little Loyola in Rome, which is awesome. Um, So students can study abroad there for a semester, a summer, or a full year. And then we also have a campus in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Um, And then last year, I think students went to like we have, um, opportunities in about 70 other international countries. So the two most popular or the most popular is going to be Rome. Um, but we have like so
0: many different opportunities for Mm -hmm. students to travel abroad. All right. That's very interesting, actually. That's cool that, uh, that's a lot. Yes. That's a lot of different countries. For sure. And students
1: come back and they're like forever changed. Like when else in your life are you going to get to just like pick up and leave the city of Chicago and go and Mm -hmm. live in another country for six months. Um, I didn't study abroad in college, and it's, like, one of my only regrets of my four-year college experience Mm -hmm. is, like, once you get into the working world, you can't just say to your boss, like, hey, I'm going to go to Italy for five months. Um, So definitely do it in a college if you can
0: fit it in. You really do have an answer to everything.
1: (laughs) You know the answer to everything. What if you stumped me and I was like, I've worked at Lila since 2007, but then my podcast host totally, you know, stumped me. So I'm glad I knew the answers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh, you you do really know your stuff. Definitely. I don't think there was anybody better that we could have had to come and answer these questions. Um... I'm sure there will be others that that aren't as well-rounded in their profession as you are. Well,
1: I hope you have all great people. But one thing to remember when you're, like, looking at colleges is that, like the people that do my job, like we are here to help you. So Mm -hmm. there are admission counselors at like every college and university, I can't promise them that all of them will be quite as enthusiastic Mm -hmm. as I am. Like I clearly love Loyola. Um, but like they are personal people that you can reach out to and ask Mm -hmm. questions, like really big questions, really small questions. Um, a lot of my job is like sitting at a computer doing things that aren't, very like they're exciting but like they're not talking to students about mm-hmm. college right. all the time um so when a student emails me or comes in for a visit like it's so fun to turn on that part of myself and you know right. answer all their specific questions about Loyola like we did today right you could do both you could exactly do the computer, you yeah. could do the speaking send out a bunch of emails on my computer and then get really excited to talk mm-hmm. to people about campus <laughs> right
0: yeah, you are very excited. I hope everybody's as excited as you are. Really? I do. <laughs> How important are letters of recommendation in the acceptance process?
1: Um, letters of recommendation, we require one in order to review your application. So they they're important, but I always say to students, like, you don't have to send in 20 letters of recommendation. You know, mm-hmm. like find one teacher or counselor who knows you decently well mm-hmm. and can talk a little bit about you in that recommendation letter. Mm-hmm. So for Loyola specifically, Um, They're important, they're required, um, but don't, I never want a student to like drive themselves wild, you know, getting a rec letter from Mm -hmm. every single person they've ever talked to in high school. Um, So I'd rather read like one really great one, I would say, than like five kind of meh, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of ones.
0: So just uh, get a bunch of them then and pick the best one, right? (laughs) They usually don't let you read it. That's the the big thing is
1: that most of the time you're checking a box to say, like, I waive my right to look at this letter later on. And so that allows the letter writer to, like, feel comfortable, you know, kind of like sharing everything with you. I would say, like, 99.99999% of the letters I read are just so incredibly positive. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I wish students could read them because sometimes you're like, I didn't even know this person thought all these great things about me and so I
0: know it at Loyola but sometimes I worry that like you don't know it you know as a student Mm -hmm. um I actually did not make these questions but this one says uh what criteria does Loyola specifically focus on and are they more inclined to accept students with a broad range of extracurricular activities or do numbers dictate admissions? What kind of numbers? So my
1: favorite thing about working at Loyola is that like we truly do read every single page of your application. Okay. You know, so it's part of the reason your podcast guests or listeners can't see this, but like I have gigantic classes. She does um, she's, from she's reading not all of those applications. Um so you know, we're looking at every single piece of it. So mm-hmm. at Loyola, when I'm reading an application file, I'm basically just asking myself the question can the student be successful at Loyola? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, we get to say yes to them most of the time Mm -hmm. which is great and then you get to decide is Loyola the place that you want to go to school Mm -hmm. Um, so we are we're a selective university but we're not a school where we're saying you know no to most Mm -hmm. of the applicants. Um, The other piece is that um, we all read for specific high schools and geographic areas so I read every single application from STAG so I know that you have you get a lot of students here take really challenging AP and honors classes. They do. They get um, not inflated they get uh, weighted grades you know, for taking mm-hmm. those classes, we accept your weighted GPA. So we're gonna say like, mm-hmm. way to go taking all those challenging classes. Like your GPA is a four point seven. Congratulations, and that can make students from here really competitive for scholarships. Right. So it's nice that it's not it's not a computer reading an application. It's like actually me. Right. Um. And if I think based on you know your grades, your test scores, your rec letters, all that kind of stuff that you can be successful here, I'm gonna admit you. Um. I would say things like your list of extracurricular activities and your essay those are important but they're just like they give you a voice in the application process instead of it all just being numbers and like random pieces of information from your high school Um, but we would never like penalize a student sometimes I meet with students that'll say like I'm always caring for my siblings or like I work a million hours at Panera you know I'm not in 50 clubs at school and I always say to that student like working at a part time job is a huge character builder Mm -hmm. like I babysat all through high school and feel like I learned so many life lessons from that Um, and so that's okay so we count for your list of activities anything that's not like literally sitting in your high school going to your assigned classes as an extracurricular Mm -hmm. so volunteer work like helping out at home all those kinds of stuff like all those kinds of things you should feel free to write about those on your application
0: so just to all the students out there you know don't feel like the uh you know the people who are doing all these extracurricular activities are you know anywhere above you in the process of you know being able to get into loyola specifically you know they uh they're not looking for all the extracurricular activities. It's a it's a good thing, but that's not the only thing they focus on. So, you know, I used to work at McDonald's. If you work at McDonald's, you got just as good a chance as getting into Loyola as somebody who plays basketball and football and this and that and all, you know, exactly. all these And there's, like, no
1: better time to start than now, too. Like, someone could be listening to this that's a sophomore, and they mm-hmm. might say, like, oh, I haven't joined anything, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't work. I kind of go home and, like, watch Netflix and hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I should challenge myself to join a couple activities this year. Um, You know, it's great to see when a student is like really committed to something from freshman through senior year. Mm -hmm. But it's also really cool when students are like, I didn't even know what field hockey was. And then I joined the team my sophomore year and I love it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can be or, you know, I tried out yearbook or writing for the newspaper. Um, You can reinvent yourself during high school and Mm -hmm. like still join activities, even if, you know, you're not. At the beginning of your high school experience,
0: right? There's people who they you, you can really learn a lot about yourself by trying new things. In, Definitely, you know, in high school because there's a lot of there's a broad array of different you know clubs and extracurricular you know sports and stuff like that that you can get in you can get into to really like you know get to know what you like exactly and
1: it's low stakes like if you join the yearbook and then you realize you hate taking pictures and writing captions you don't have to do it you don't have to do it anymore and like okay okay. you're probably not going to major in journalism Mm -hmm. and communications like you can kind of cross something off your list so extracurriculars can also help you with that kind of stuff too
0: okay so um what she was saying what miss ellis was saying about the uh you know the freshmen and sophomores you know college isn't just a thing that seniors Think about, you know, you guys, you younger kids, the earlier that you start, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, college, the earlier that you start thinking about what you're going to do, because, like, I know you want to just, like, be a kid or whatever, and you can still be a kid and be successful, you know what I mean? You can still be a kid and still have plans for the future, you know, being a kid isn't just being clueless and, you know, not thinking about anything, just looking the other way. Sometimes you got to really look to the future And, you know, face the different, uh, you know, I mean, it's not like a bad thing. I'm not saying like face your fears, but I'm saying like you got to face the the future and like what's coming for you and try to kind of like see, well, what is the best way that you can go about executing different plans to get yourself where you want to be? Because you're not going to get to where you want to be without, you know, doing the work for it. Uh, that's all the, the questions for today. Awesome. If you had anything else that you wanted to add.
1: No, don't be afraid to contact Mary Alice Berg from the admissions office. If any Stag students have any questions about Loyola, um, we do have some open houses coming up. Um, we have one on October 19th and one November 9th. And that's a great opportunity to just like visit campus on a Saturday morning, see a bunch of things, kind of figure out if Loyola even is a school that you might want to consider mm-hmm. attending. Um, and I'll be there wearing a suit, welcoming you. Um, so <laughs> hope to see you there. What, what were the dates again? um it is october 19th and november 9th so there are two saturday mornings and you can go to luc.edu slash open house to register or you can find my contact info online and email or call me to sign up
0: i recommend that you guys go there even if you're not 100 percent sure you should still go just to meet this wonderful woman she's great <laughs> she's great uh, she might convince you to uh you know for sure You'll yeah. be
1: filling out your application after open house. Definitely Have you, have you taken
0: any uh, sales courses.
1: No, I So in graduate school, I studied business, but as an undergrad, I studied journalism because I was on my yearbook staff in high school. So yeah. that extracurricular activity thing is like very real for mm-hmm. helping to pick a major. Yeah. Um, so I've taken some marketing classes and stuff, but I think like when you get to go to Loyola every day for your job, you just kind of fall in love with the place. Mm-hmm. The students are so pumped to be there. Campus is beautiful. Like it's fun to live in Chicago. So mm-hmm. I feel like um, a lot of people on campus, have similar levels of excitement for Loyola as me
0: right that's <laughs> good that's good awesome all right um that's all Yay! so go to the uh go to the open house go check it out sounds like a great college
1: fantastic thanks for having me today
0: yes thank you for coming <laughs> bye everyone <laughs> see ya